Hello and welcome to a special edition of The Stack. I sit down with astrologer Susan Miller. Among other things, we talk about astrology in print and why the theme is more relevant than ever. Enjoy the show. From Midori House in London, this is The Stack, 30 minutes of print industry analysis, and I am Fernando Augusto Pacheco. This is a very special episode, as I had the pleasure to sit down with astrologer Susan Miller in New York. We spoke about her incredible career, her website Astrology Zone, and the magazines she writes for. Astrology is getting more and more interest by the day. What are the reasons for this? Well, the founder of Astrology Zone, Susan, is here to answer the questions. Here is my chat with lovely Susan in New York. First of all, Susan, what a pleasure to meet you in person. We're oh, here in New York. My pleasure to meet you. Um, Susan, one thing after we spoke, uh, so many people came and talked to me saying, you know, I love astrology, Fernando. You spoke to Susan Miller. It is the power <laughs> of astrology. Why do you think people still care so much about it? I mean, because it's weird. I heard somebody saying, oh, it's a fad. Clearly, it's not a no, fad. No, it's not a fad. It was started in 2500 BC in Mesopotamia by the Chaldeans in Babylonia. And it's endured all these years. Actually, when Islam came out with the decimal point, people in those days said, oh, that's the end of astrology. Instead, it became more precise with the decimal point because astrology is built on, built on mathematical cycles of the planets. And um, the reason that people love astrology is because the human need to be curious about the future is enduring. What's different now is that people talk openly about it. When I was growing up, no one did. And if you said you were interested in astrology, people didn't think well of you. They didn't understand it and it was strange to them. So they... they was it a bit of a taboo then? Yeah, my mother became an astrological real scholar never did consultations never just kept studying only did for the family and I begged her to teach me and she said no no over and over I said why are you saying no I'm 14 years old I keep asking and she says it's not a parlor game you must study 12 years or you will not be any good It takes a long time because you can't just look at one aspect. You have to look at the whole sky at once because something happening over on your left-hand side could be negated by something else that's happening on the right-hand side. So you have to look at everything. I said, I will. Now, why was I so intent on learning? I was born with a terrible birth defect that was life-threatening. And no one knew what it was. And my mother kept looking at my chart because I would get up in the middle of the night and there she was on the couch reading my chart. I always felt she was a saint, you know? And she said, Susan, when you're 14, it will go away. Well, she was my mother. She didn't want to think that I was going to go through a big ordeal, which I did. But I was 13 and 11 months when I was to have another attack. What was happening is I was bleeding internally at a very, very high rate. In my life, since they figured this out, I've had 40 blood transfusions, and they were all good blood, all good people. I, I have had hepatitis A and B, but never C, which is the dangerous one. You know, they're all a little bad, but I recovered with the other two. And, and they know how to filter blood now and look at it, you know. But anyway, um, No, everybody wants a weather map. You know, people come to me and it's so funny. You look at the chart and the one area that's not so good, that's what they ask about. And they, they didn't even know that that's the little blinking light in their chart. Sure as mud, they always say, that's what I want to know about. And I'm like, oh, oh okay. Well, <laughs> it's going to take a little longer and I will show you how to get around it because there's always something good happening in the chart. And my job is to wedge that door open wider 
you know, and get more of the good flowing in. Let's say you're looking for an apartment and uh, you have Saturn in the fourth house. Uh, let's see, who has that now? Uh, Scorpio. Scorpio has that. So if they're trying to move, they look at how homes or apartments that are dark, too expensive, and too small. Because Saturn shrinks everything and makes it more expensive. Now, if they can wait until March 2023, when Saturn moves out, then uh, they'll have an easier time. But that's usually not possible. So I give them the months where they're going to find the best. And you have to, you know, some people say, okay, I have to move. I'm only going to look for a month. No, no, that doesn't work when you have Saturn. You have to give it a lot of time. You have to talk to people, tell everybody you know you're looking. And, you know, and I can, I can tell you the days, the weeks, the months, the periods that are best for you. Because there's always good aspects coming up, even if you have something that's a little prickly and difficult. I can always find some good, always. Oh, that's, that's amazing to hear. And Susan, one thing I would like to ask, because, you know, besides being, I mean, how can I say, showing astrology to the world? I mean, even I remember when I was younger living in Brazil, I read Claudia. And, oh. and, I, know, and, and, and I know you write your astrology there. You're quite an entrepreneurial woman as well. How, 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 how did you make kind of your talent kind of available to everyone? Well, no, I never planned on it. Mm. What was happening is I was an agent for commercial photographers. Mm. And I loved my job. I remember how I started with that, a photographer friend, he kept coming to visit me in the hospital when I was in for seven months. And um, he would come once a week. It was not girlfriend, boyfriend. He had a girlfriend. But we would talk photography and technical, which I love. I love <laughs> talking technical. And he would tell me about his jobs. And when I got out of the hospital, I thought about the five people who were good to me. And I tried to find a way to help each one. So with David, he was having trouble with his business. I found out everything because he's visiting me so much. And I thought, well, I didn't even see his portfolio. I had never seen it. I said, give me your portfolio. I will sell it. I know how to sell. He gives it to me. It's beautiful. I found out what was wrong is that his agent was going to the wrong people. And I had gone to his agent and said, I don't want to step on your toes. Just tell me where to go that maybe you haven't covered. And wherever I went, I was bringing in business. So when people would, in those days, you could have an appointment and go to the ad agencies. So at first, I, my children were little babies and they were in nursery school, so I could only do it in the afternoon. <laughs> But then when they got a little bigger, I had until the whole day and my mother would pick up my children from school at three o'clock and uh, the private school convent of the sacred heart was in my neighborhood so it was all very easy and i uh i would hear stories like my boyfriend broke up with me you know i had a relationship with all the art directors and i'm like i'll do your chart i'll help you out never charged for the chart, never. And I said, you have to give me feedback after I read your chart. You know, next week, next month, tell me what happens. Or I have to get out of my apartment, the landlord sold the building, or my husband ran up credit card debt, and now I'm freaking out. Whatever it is, I say, okay, I, I take a taxi to you right now. Mm. <laughs> And in those days, I had a beeper. They didn't have cell phones yet. I remember the beepers. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, no, I have to find a payphone. I have to be sure I have tons of quarters with me. But I got this reputation that when you're having trouble here in New York, dial 911 and Susan will answer <laughs> the phone. <laughs> and so one day, it's really funny how one day can change your life completely. We had just shot Cheerio cereal. Do you have those in yes, London? Yes, yes. Yeah? I like Cheerios. I like Cheerios too. And we, 
we did the box and we had to do a milk pour because my photographer did eight by 10 splashes, spills and pours. And the Cheerios are dancing in the air. The milk is splashing gracefully. It was a big success. And it came out of Saatchi and Saatchi. So I said to the creative director and the creative copywriter, VPs, both of them, let's celebrate. Let's go to a great restaurant. I will take you. And I also will do your charts because you have to get your time of birth. So I'm... And I read their charts and they, they loved it. And the creative director, Scott, said to me, my wife would love you. I said, I would love her. What does she do? I remember exactly what I said. <laughs> he said, she's creative director of Warner Books. So you should go up to the Time uh, Incorporated building on 6th Avenue and say hello. She is to become a very good friend. And I would go up there, and it was such a relief because it was different from presenting to the ad agencies. And she'd say, oh, I have a galley of a new book, and it's a thriller. Here, I give you the galley. Or here's a new book we just finished. And, you know, I did the cover, she says, and my team did the inside under my direction. I said, I love this. You make books all day long. Oh, this is so great. So I would read her chart. Now, China Grill was across the, kind of a little bit across the street. I had to walk a couple of blocks. It's very expensive. She would take me there. She said, okay, read my chart. So that one day I said to her, Jackie, you should buy a lottery ticket because you could win. I don't believe in lotteries. I think it's too hard to win. I'm not going to do it. I said, well, no, you could buy a raffle ticket. You could buy something else scratch off no i said look i will narrow it down to the last week in december I'm not gonna do it well she forgot that one of the editors under her had a 12 year old boy who wanted to win a bicycle and he was going to sell the most raffle tickets to the american cancer society raffle so everybody bought a few books she did too and she forgot about it because it was a a while ago <laughs> and she comes home on New Year's Eve last week in December and the answering machine is saying congratulations Jackie you won first prize you won the Porsche she said Susan I have 30 editors outside my door who want to say hello to you <laughs> I said, Jackie, you had the aspects. I will never have that. You were born with the promise. Some things are promised to you, and that was for her. And uh, that raised my profile at Warner Books. Everybody's now paying attention. But I still don't have a column. I don't have anything. I, I'm an agent who You're knows just astrology. working with photography and... Yeah. So they... Um, she said, I'm going to get you a book. It's going to be a little book, but I'm, I have my own imprint now. I can get you. And I remember she called me. I was stirring spaghetti sauce. You know, every Italian girl has sauce, you know, with the tomatoes and the onions and the olive oil and a little bit of garlic. And uh, she said, I have good news and bad news. I said, what's the good news? She said, I got you the book. So what's the bad news then? We have to write it in three months. But I didn't have Astrology Zone. That's I was writing for bridal magazines and, and McCall's and different... But about astrology. Yeah, about okay. astrology, but on the side because my husband wasn't paying anything and I, I had to keep the money coming in. I said, I could do that. And it was so much fun doing a book. Oh, my God. What was and the, the book's called? Oh, it was the Illustrated Book of Days. But it was like a little birthday book that you wrote down everybody's birthday, your friends. So it sold out. So, okay. It's 1995. It's July. She said, I got you an appointment upstairs with the webmaster. I said, the webmaster of Time Incorporated? <laughs> no, the person who takes care of Oh, I knew what a webmaster yeah. was, but... So, yeah. I said, what do they want? She said, 
They don't know what they want. That was a good answer because they really did. You tell them what you want. I said, okay, I definitely will. <laughs> and I remember it was July, it was around the 8th or 9th. I don't really remember. It was during the week, 1995. I remember going down 7th Avenue and turning on Times Square. And I was remembering what my mother had told me when I was nine years old. I had asked her, what am I going to be when I grow up? She said, well, let me get your chart. So she gets it. We're sitting at my grandmother's garden. It's summer and we're in the country. The lilacs are all around me. I remember that. And she said, you're going to write. I said, Mama, nobody writes in our family to make a living. What am I going to write about? I'm not sure, but you're definitely going to write. And then when you get to the end of your 30s, you get closer to what is promised at the mid-heaven, which is where the 12 is on a clock at the very top. And you have Aquarius there. And I have Gemini rising. Gemini is the scribe, the writer. I am. <laughs> and she said, some newly invented form of communication, so new we don't know the name of it yet, will change the way you work and be the channel in which you make your ultimate contribution to the world. Well, I'm, I'm nine years old. What? <laughs> Wait, how do you know by looking at a piece of paper that is not even invented yet? She said Aquarius is what comes next. It is the future. Well, you tell a kid this and they drive you crazy. I said, well, what could it be? What could it be? Well, she said, look. Aquarius is ruled by Uranus, that's electricity, so something plugs in the wall. TV was my big invention in my generation, and I think you will be on TV, and I am all the time. And I was very shy, and the thought of me being on TV was totally alien to me. I'm like, there's no way I'm going to be on TV. And, but I'm not saying it, I'm just listening. And I said, so it's something else beyond television. Yes. Well, now she's vacuum. Later, she's vacuum cleaning. I'm right behind her. She's washing dishes. I'm right behind her. What could it be? What could it be? And she says something so mysterious that it zippers me shut. <laughs> I never ask her again. She said, Susan, Aquarius is an air sign, right? And I said, yeah. But you taught me that. She said, there are little dots or lines that go through the air that are invisible. You can't see them, but it has something to do with the new invention. I'm like, what? She said, that's all I can tell you. It's not invented yet. She was predicting the internet. So when I was in that taxi ride, having this enormously important meeting with the webmaster of Time Incorporated, wow. at the top, you know, they, they always had their offices up high. I thought, this is what my mother predicted. And this, she said, that will be your channel in which you make your ultimate contribution to the world. This is big. So now I go in and there are three people there. There's the webmaster and two gentlemen. They're all in suits. And then over to the side is my editor. Her name was Anne. Editors are always called Anne or Emily. <laughs> and they were very nice. And they said, we, we want to have a short column every day for women. I'm like, no. They said, no. <laughs> I said, well, this is not a, a woman thing. I mean, men want to know what's going to happen. True. And we should write gender non-specific. It should be for both. You're ahead, it, of, ahead of the curve in that, in a way. And I said, well, and, and they said, that's true. Because I have 40% male readers on, on astrologyzone.com. So anyway, they said, okay, well, all right. I said, and I want to change the world. And they're looking at me. I can't do it at 50 words per sign. I need long. They said, oh, whoa, what do you need long? I said, I'll write once a month. They said, that's crazy. All the pundits and experts say you have to write every day. I said, that's good for other sites, not for my site. People need detail. Anything too short could be confusing and misleading. In astrology, you need a lot of explanation. 
I said, well, how long would it be? I said, my whole manuscript would be 17,000 words. It's much longer than that now. I'm writing 40,000 words a month. But at the time, they said, won't you get tired? I said, tired? Me get tired? No, I don't get tired. God didn't give me family money or family connections, but he gave me energy, which is a great natural resource. So they're, they're thinking I'm crazy. And they said, well, wait a minute. We can't pay you for 17,000 words a month because the going rate was always a dollar a word. There was just no way. I said, no, I don't care about that. I don't care about the money. I have a job. And this is, would be my pleasure. This would be fun to do. They said, well, why would you do that, though? So then I tell them what I had just told you. And I put my elbows on the table. I kind of angle into the head man, my palms toward the ceiling, and I said, don't you see, this is my destiny. So then I, I sit back, and they're all quiet. And they didn't expect me to say that. And they're looking at the head man, Mr. Rickert, and he, said, he leans forward and he says, we're going to give you what you want. You are so passionate. Time Incorporated will not stand in your way. We see what happens. We see how the public likes it. Time was an interesting company, and I'm sorry to see it die because mm. Meredith bought it, and, and now pieces of Meredith are being sold off. Had I done that presentation to another publishing company, such as Condé Nast, they have very rigid standards, and if they didn't invent the idea, they wouldn't like it. It couldn't fit into their strategy. But time was playful and open. Which is perfect for you. So I was in the right place at the right time. Now the head of the website, the business side, he looked like Skinner in X-Files. He wore the white shirt, the horn rim glasses. He looked just like Skinner in X-Files. He was always giving me, a, you know, the people who supported me a hard time. So five months after I start on December 14th, 1995, he goes into Jackie's office, the, my very godmother who got me the appointment. And he's, he's got all these computer pages. He said, Jackie, have you seen Susan's numbers? She said, I have. He said, she's doing gangbusters. I don't know how this is possible. She said, I told you. He said, you know what? I gave her a hard time. I will never give her a hard time again. Now, what was happening up there was a political problem. When you went on Pathfinder, and remember, we had dial-up. You know, dial-up. They, we, if you put in astrology or horoscope on Pathfinder, that was their website, Pathfinder. This is before they got involved with AOL. It would say not found because Lycos would come up and send you to my competitors, send you off the site. So I noticed this and I said, can we change that? No, no. Why? It's political. The reporters don't like having an astrologer on the website. I said, okay. But we do. We love it. <laughs> You're bringing in so much traffic. Don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So what they, they didn't count on and I didn't count on, Newsweek and Yahoo were coming out with special issues on the newsstand. And they'd say, 25 sites we love and can't live without. And I was making those lists. Mm. So it was bringing in more traffic. At the same time, I was an Apple person. I you know, always worked on a Mac. And I really admired Steve Jobs, but he was being beat up in the press by the PC people. They were making fun of him. And it was getting to me. So when Time Warner one day, I had an eclipse on my birthday. They said, you have to leave. An internet company is buying us. I said, no, you're buying the internet company. They said, no, no, they're buying us. And buying Time Warner? 
okay, uh, that's not a good idea. <laughs> and it wasn't. It was the worst merger known to man. And they said, you have to leave because they have a website and they make all the decisions. But you have a year to leave, you know. At the same time, I was writing a beautiful proposal for 50 companies because I needed someone to pay me something every month. It didn't have to be a lot, but something. And I wasn't ready to start my own business yet because the internet was so new. There were so many problems. People were stealing my copy. They were putting their name on it. It was the Wild West. People were selling medicines that were harmful. I mean, I had never seen anything so crazy and wild. And mortgages, there was lots of fake mortgages on the internet. So at the same time I wrote to Apple and I said, I don't like the way Steve is being portrayed. If you give me his logo, your logo, I'll, if every publisher did this, there would be apples bouncing all over the net. Give me your logo, I'll put it on my front page because I write everything mm. on Apple. But also the servers at Time Incorporated are, are Apple and my editor edits on Apple. So it's correct. So I send this beautiful proposal. I'm 100% red in, in a lizard portfolio. Mm. <laughs> And the secretary gets it right around Christmas. And she goes, this is important. And she hides it. So now it's January and I call the big man. And he answers the phone. He's one of the gang of eight that Steve had brought in to save Apple. He was coming back. And he was writing the Apple store at the time. And I said, Dan, I, I sent you a proposal. He said, paper? I don't read paper. I'm like, <laughs> well, I, I did send it. He said, oh, well, I didn't see it. Well, I know why now, because she hid it. She was going to give it to him, but she forgot about it. And he said, well, I'm talking to you. Just tell me. So I tell him. He said, you know, Steve tells us to watch for people who do interesting things with their Mac, and you fit the bill. I'm going to put my best writer on this. We're going to write a story about you. I said, really? Where would it appear? Hot news on our Apple website. And they do and they call it the astrologer who believes in Apple, and they start sending so many readers over to me. Many people don't know in the beginning of the internet, 80% of the people using the internet was men. Women wouldn't come on until about the year 2000. So in the beginning, I had mostly male readers, and I was able to hang on to many of them. But that is how my association with Apple started. And when every door was being slammed in my face, I was thinking, Astrogazone's gonna die. And I'm, I had picked a week to see Microsoft. You know how I talk about the luckiest day of the year? Well, that year it was in February, it was on a Saturday. And I thought, okay, on Planet Susan, I will fly on Monday, I will have a meeting on Tuesday, we will draw up a letter of of intent the lawyers will look at it on both sides and by friday we will be having champagne and i'll be with microsoft well that isn't what happened it was a disaster i mean they, they wanted me to cut my content to 100 words no. and everybody there was a little clueless they didn't even have a computer in the room and it was big like the pentagon we needed a map to the person who took me to the room worked at microsoft and had to ask three people instructions of getting there because it was so complicated. I get back to my room and I go to a horrible hotel. I usually stay in really good places because I'm a woman alone. Mm -hmm. And there was a dental convention. It was February. I'm coughing and wheezing. I sound like typhoid Mary. And it's a disaster. It's pouring in Seattle. And my friend calls me who works at Microsoft and she's very highly placed. I never told anyone I was connected to the girl who reports directly to Gates. She was a director of virtual worlds and research. She said, how did it go? And I'm telling her, and she said, who was there, Larry? He's gonna be fired next week. What was he doing there? Melissa, she's never had an interesting idea. <sighs> All these people, stay away. So now I don't know what to do. I have nothing. I'm tied to the railroad tracks. I'm olive oil and Popeye is nowhere to be found. 
So I call New York to see what's going on. My little team. He said, you can't come home. We're having a blizzard. I said, what do you mean I can't come home? JFK is closing. LaGuardia is closing. Um, even Liberty is closing in Newark. We're having 26 inches. Are you kidding? You cannot come home. Even if you wanted to, you couldn't get here. I said, I have to stay on the West Coast. <laughs> I must? Okay. What am I going to do here, though? And then I think about how good Apple was to me. So I called Dan, but he's in Silicon Valley. And I said, would you meet me in San Francisco? I don't know how to drive. And let's go to Wolfgang Puck's really fine restaurant. And you and David, the, the writer, and, and your right-hand person, Miss Moneypenny, you know, <laughs> the one who hid everything. And he said, oh, sure, we love to drive. <laughs> we know how to drive. And as I'm making preparations to come down to San Francisco, people are calling me from Apple. Can I come? Can I come? And I have a theory in life, aside from your parents who love you unconditionally forever. In life, you may find five people who believe in you and are willing to go the distance to help you. Apple was one of them. And I thought, okay, they wrote this beautiful story. They made me look so good to timing. I, everybody can come. I don't just put it all on Visa and I'll pay it off. I don't care. <laughs> and I get there and the waiter says, do you want champagne? Everybody's having champagne. I go, oh, sure, yeah. <laughs> um, and then I have my credit card and I'm right at the beginning. He says, you're too late. I said, how could I be too late? Not everybody's even here yet. Although Dan was watching this and he's kind of laughing in a, in a quiet way. He said, they paid yesterday. Yesterday. <laughs> and he says, Susan, did you think Apple was going to charge you for 14 dinners? I said, you keep getting it backwards. I wrote to you to help you, and you keep helping me. You have it backwards. He said, don't worry, don't worry. <laughs> and at that dinner, they asked me if I have gone to InfoSeek. And I said, no, they think I'm a headhunter. They said, all former Apple people are there. We will get you the appointment. I am to make the deal with InfoSeek, and one month later, the Walt Disney Company comes in with their pots and pans and buys them. And I think, how am I gonna keep this negotiation going? And I do. And now I'm on the sixth biggest website of the world, and I talk them into putting me on their homepage. I said, no, people need this. Because it's They're the going opposite. They're going to like this. You know, some journalists were saying that it was an embarrassment to have astrology. It's precisely the opposite. And I know? made them put it on the homepage. Exactly. And I was generating 150 million page views a day. But that was a very big search engine, mm -hmm. which they never really funded more to make, you know, to compete with Google. But you know, in the old days, when you spelled something wrong, forget it. You know, with any search engine, even Google, yeah. search was so in its infancy. And I thought, oh, is this ever gonna work? <laughs> and, and when film started, it was as big as a postage stamp and it would crash your computer. And, I, and then e-commerce, the way the internet works, it goes from Singapore to Dallas to New York to, mm -hmm. to Copenhagen. And in that shooting around, the money would fall out. Mm -hmm. They're never going to get this right, but they did get it right. They did get it right. What we have today took so much work, around the clock work from techies that I admire so much. Are you personally a, te a tech person or? Uh, or, no, or, or you still I'm not, paper but I'm and curious. Pen. You're curious. And men keep hiding information from me. Come on, I want more. I want, I want to chew on that. Yeah, Give yeah, me yeah. something. I want something new to learn. I'm going to a convention in May, middle of May. It's called The Future of Everything. Love and it. it's by the Wall Street Journal. Mm -hmm. And they're going to have the best speakers in every area of society speak about what's coming and I want a front row seat and my agent heard about this she's my head of digital I have three agents but um, she is based in Beverly Hills and she said I want to come I said okay I'll buy you a ticket come 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 and so we'll go together and um, 
I'll take a lot of notes. <laughs> it's, it's, it's great seeing you here as well to see a little bit the way you work because I can see some paper yeah. around you. I know you're preparing. Oh, April. I print out. How, how yeah. does it work? Out of curiosity, what can you review? Of course, you're not telling oh, sure. all your secrets. Well, what I no, there are no secrets. <laughs> Every astrologer is has access to the exact same thing. Mm. It's a little like the news. Here in, in uh, America, you either watch two, four, or seven, you know, ABC, CBS, mm. NBC, or you watch CNN or MSNBC, th like that. Mm. You know, it's all the same news, but your favorite station says it in a way that's understandable and that can resonate in your life. My feeling is once you find an astrologer who communicates well with you, stay with that person because that person will always be clear and communicative to you and you can make decisions as a result. We uh, look at the ephemeris, which is published by NASA. You say, what is that? And ephemeri means temporary. I think it's Greek, I'm not quite sure. Horoscope means of the hour. Horoscopus, <laughs> of the hour. And the planets are constantly moving, but NASA definitely knows where they all are. <laughs> like when we go to the moon and we go to Mars, we know where they are. And uh, to the exact degree. And I think of the planets as little people, okay? They're my friends. There are eight of them. And we include Pluto. Pluto's very, very powerful. So you can't discount him. He may be a dwarf planet, but he's still a planet. And then you have to add the sun and moon. So those are 10 celestial bodies. The sun is a star and the moon is the Earth satellite. And they all have bearing on your life. And so what I do is I print out a file for the whole year all at once. Of, a beautiful uh, yellow file, I must add. <laughs> I like color. It's so funny. And I do one for Aries, Taurus, Gemini, Cancer, all, all the signs. I always start with Aries because it is the bud, is the beginning of spring. Mm -hmm. And I end with Pisces. Mm -hmm. And see, although the planets are going to be in a certain place, let me give you a good idea. Here's Capricorn. Mm -hmm. Here's Aries. You see the planets. Mm -hmm. This is the same day mm -hmm. they're falling in different houses. Mm -hmm. Now, when a planet is alone, mm -hmm. It's a little like a person in a house alone. Not a lot is happening unless he gets on the phone or something. A planet alone it can help you, but two planets speaking to each other. Now it's cooking. Maybe a third planet will come and join the group. You don't know. Sometimes they do. Sometimes a fourth one does. Now, my uh, job is to try to unlock the symbolism and I ask them, what are you trying to tell me? For each sign, it's different. But anyway, I, um, I can do anything I want until 11 a.m. every day. That means go to the bank or go to the dentist or whatever I have to, go to the dry cleaner. After 11 o'clock, I have to start working. And I do take an hour for dinner and, and for lunch. I became a really good home cook during the pandemic. What are you cooking? Oh, <laughs> duck a l'orange. Wow. I make salmon with mm. planko breadcrumbs and, mm. and all different spices. Uh, my daughter gave me a, a gift certificate to Blue Apron, which is a meal kit. It comes in a box mm. and they give you everything. You don't have to go to the supermarket. And, and you usually order three meals. Mm. And since I live alone, it's always for two people, so I have lunch the next day, you know, and I can just heat it up. But it's so nutritious. And when you're ordering takeout, you order the same thing over and over and over, and it's not good for you. Too much salt, too much oil, you know. So I do cook, and just chopping the, you know, the garlic or whatever I'm doing, the red onion, the, you know, pulling apart the collard greens, whatever I'm doing, I'm making mashed potatoes. It calms me and I'm thinking about what I'm writing. And um, it, most of these recipes only take 40 minutes at tops, including the chopping and everything. And I have timers. So um, 
I was going to ask you something, Susan. We are living quite anxious times in a way. Yeah, it's a not lot only, of I mean, people. of course, COVID for two years has been very difficult. And losing their jobs. And, some and now people. we have the war in Ukraine. I mean, it seems like the world went over overboard. So I think. And Probably the, the it makes you busier. It makes you busier as well, right? Because do you think well, that anxiety makes people believe it or not? Look out for you. Or it not? was so hard. Nobody's asked me this, mm. but writing during the pandemic was really hard. Mm. You say why? Well, I couldn't tell people to go to a party or give a dinner party or go to the movies or go to the theater mm. or even travel. I couldn't. Mm. What if even one person got sick? Mm. And I did tell people to get the vaccine. Mm -hmm. And I was getting letters. I don't want to get a vaccine. Why are you telling people? <laughs> yeah. Well, you get it for smallpox. You get it for polio. Yeah, it's not a new thing, you know, right? Come on, I trust <laughs> the scientists. But it was very hard because I couldn't... It was so limited what people mm -hmm. could do. And, and because I write for magazines all over the world... I would call my editors, what are you doing? We're doing the magazine out of our apartment. I never leave. And I thought, everybody's having the exact same experience. Not just me, them too. That's why I think what's going to happen in April, April 12th, we have the meeting of Jupiter and Neptune in Pisces. Now they meet every 13 years, but they won't meet in Pisces again until 2188. Mm. Never in our lifetime again. No. And this will cause an explosion in the arts. I believe because we've all had a similar experience when somebody writes a novel about the pandemic or a poem or paints or makes a piece of music about how they felt. We're going to resonate with that. And if you think back to the, um, the Spanish flu, mm -hmm. I Googled, when did the Spanish flu end? And up came one word with a period, never. <laughs> the seasonal flu shot we get is for the Spanish flu. Yeah, yeah. So like that, we're probably going to have to get a shot every year for coronavirus. But um, it will tone down. It will burn itself out. They actually, there was a show, 60 Minutes, on TV two Sundays ago. They think that the common cold that we get, like runny nose, sniffles, sore throat, used to be really dangerous, and it just calmed down to a common cold. It went from super dangerous to that. So that's why scientists have been studying it for 10 years, trying to cure it. So when the virus came, it's part of the same family. They used all the research they had built on as a foundation. So it wasn't like they were starting from scratch. Also, when you're trying to make a vaccine, the hard part is getting the money for it. But the governments were giving all the money, so you didn't have to spend time doing that. And also, they weren't competing with each other so much. There was a crisis. So like Pfizer was working with Denmark and England and and even Albert Boyer, I'm trying to remember his last name. He was a lovely man. He was on television. And he said, look what can be achieved when no one cares who gets the credit. And that is so Aquarius. And we're moving into an Aquarian age. What did we do over the past two years? We were aloof and alone, which is very Aquarian. They have many friends, but they keep a distance mm -hmm. from them. We were on Zoom. We didn't even, I didn't never heard of Zoom. And Apple and Microsoft were horrified that they missed the boat on that. I think they're still working on a version of, of their own. We spoke on Zoom last time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it works, yeah, you know? Yeah. And they keep making it better. Exactly. And it's a, a Chinese fellow, yeah. yeah. And we were cooking our own food, so we were eating better. We were wearing different clothes because we weren't going to work. Mm -hmm. Although I do dress up for Zoom. Mm -hmm. Although some, I have friends who are managers and they say my, my little team rolls out of bed and I had to talk to them about at least comb your hair. <laughs> you know, like, people are making time. judgments about you. Yeah, we yeah. are a beauty company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my friend works for a beauty company. 
but even transportation. The Earth's crust was healing because we didn't have any cars on the road and planes were pretty much grounded. Nobody was flying anywhere. And we didn't have a vaccine for almost a year, you know? It was a year. I got my, sh my yeah. first shot in January, my second one in February of the following year. It was almost year. a year, yeah, yeah. You're right. And then my booster after that. But, uh, you know, I think it will draw us all together because when you have a common experience, you do. And just think of the Spanish flu when they finally saw it dropping. What an outpouring of joy. The flapper era, the beautiful clothes, the jewelry, the architecture, the art deco. Can he happen? Can he happen again? Yes. And you know what's interesting? Now, Jupiter and, and Neptune, Jupiter's the giver of gifts and luck, mm -hmm. and he expands everything he touches. Neptune is the planet of creativity, also unconditional love and compassion. And I think you're going to see a real outpouring for Ukraine. And I, I want to see things on television where we raise money, like mm -hmm. Telethon, and mm -hmm. I, I think celebrities will do it, definitely, mm -hmm. because Arnold Schwarzenegger is already mm -hmm. doing some interesting things. I like what he's doing. So what was happening during the flapper era? Because now Jupiter and Neptune in Pisces is special because Neptune rules Pisces mm -hmm. and in ancient days Jupiter ruled Pisces. So now you have a super strong um, conjunction and the conjunction is the strongest aspect of any astrological aspect because it's like 12 o'clock where the hands, it begins a cycle, but a conjunction always begins a cycle. So I thought, what happened in the flapper era? You know, the roaring 20s. Jupiter and Neptune met in Leo, the other creative sign. No, now it doesn't happen on a day. Like, this is the beginning of a cycle. I don't think we'll start to see the template, the look, the fashion, of our age until maybe the end of the year or beginning of next year, we'll start seeing it leaking out. But I heard something interesting about architecture. I watch TV a lot while I'm working. It keeps me company. I can't have people talking to me, but TV is fine. And they said when Governor Cuomo changed the Javits Convention Center, we realized we had built buildings that are totally out of date. We have to have movable walls, but even more importantly, we have to look at the airflow, mm -hmm. not to make people sick. They were so worried that if they had all the patients in there, it would make them sicker. Mm -hmm. So they ha had to put in HEPA filters and other things, but they're building the airflow differently. And even residential apartments will be able, and not with accordion, like the horrible hotels, you know, those where they pull an accordion wall. No, no, a nice they'll way. be beautiful. A nice way. Yes. Yeah. But they'll be movable and adaptable to different needs. I think that's pretty exciting. You know, no, we're definitely moving into the Aquarian age due to the grand conjunction. What's well, actually the grand mutation. Now, astrologers call things terrifying things. It's really, it sounds like a disease, the grand mutation. No, it's, it's a, a good, good thing. thing. It's a good thing. Every 20 years, Jupiter and Saturn have dinner. And they only have dinner once. And the sign that they meet in, and the element, fire, air, earth, and water, that they meet in, will color all of society for the next 20 years until they meet again. And here's something really extraordinary. If you look back 200 years, except for one little aberration in 1980, which I'll get back to in mm -hmm. a minute, they always met in an Earth sign. Always. Taurus, Virgo, Capricorn. They never changed the order, jumped ahead of each other. Taurus, Virgo, Capricorn. Started again. Taurus, Virgo, Capricorn. Well, I think, I, you know, I live on a high rise and I'm on the 29th floor, and I look over the city. What was life like at the beginning of those 200 years? Well, America's only 246 <laughs> years old. It was pretty primitive, and I think of New York as being a forest. Mm -hmm. 
I do know that um, Governor Clinton, what was his name, to Clinton, said we got to get rid of the hills. There were a lot of hills in New York. They bulldozed them. We need flat. Uh, we don't want all these hills. You know? <laughs> and we're going to divvy them up, the streets up, into democratic little plots. And I said, oh, well, how far should we go? Like 14th Street? He said, no, the whole island. As far as you can go. We're going to get rid of the hills and divvy everything up exactly the same size. Wow. And they said, well, who will live here? Well, I don't know. I think somebody will come. If we do it right, <laughs> that was Manhattan. Yeah. Whoa! And look at look oh at it. Oh my God! That's crazy. And what happened in in those two hundred years? You have to remember, in the beginning, there were no supermarkets. It's hard to imagine. Mm. You'd go to a a general store, and hopefully, the oatmeal that you're hoping to have for breakfast came in on the ship in a barrel, and and he would scoop out the oatmeal and put it in a little bag. Or if you wanted a new dress, here's the fabric and you bought it and you made your dress, or you went to a tailor, if you're a man, and made the suit from the fabric you picked. Everything was pretty primitive. We did lay down railroad tracks, and we built roads, bridges, and tunnels. We built cathedrals and skyscrapers. All during this Earth era. Earth is considered consumer. Things that you can touch, the bad thing about a consumerism age is that keeping up with the Joneses, my house is prettier than your house or my car is better than your car. I don't think we're in that anymore. I don't hear of it anymore. It's definitely on its way out. Why? On December 21st, 2020, for the first time, they met in Aquarius, air, and for the next 200 years, they'll only meet in air. Earth is over and never again in our lifetime. We are very lucky to be standing in the middle of two eras and to be alive and see it. Most people are born in the 200 years and they don't get to see any change. That's why the world is going through such a transformation. Very big change. Now I'll, I'll talk about that. I just wrote the year ahead 2020, uh, 2022, sorry, the year ahead 2022 for Kindle and um, it'll go to press any minute. It's finished, it's edited, but I put a whole chapter on the grand mutation and what's coming in medicine, in food, in every, we're building rooftop gardens now to lower the footprint and get farm to table closer. We'll be able to take out inherited diseases that people get and suffer from. They didn't do anything and the CRISPR will get it out. And, and because of Watson, we're already seeing Watson. In the old days, if you were a scientist working on something like a vaccine, you have to work in parts, you know, pieces of it. Well, let's say, you're a scientist in New Jersey who wants to work on part two of this whatever you're doing and Watson pulls up a white paper it's on everybody's desk at the same time you don't have to wait for the New England Journal of Medicine to come out with a white paper oh there's a fellow in Denmark who just had a breakthrough on just what I'm about to work on let me call him and we'll work together on the next stage Everything was speeded up because of the communication. So people would say, oh, this vaccine was developed too fast. No, it wasn't. It was built on past research and the communication and the money was there. All these factors helped. So, And they never said it would be 100%. They said it would be 94%. And then people say, oh, my friend got sick. Well, he didn't go to the hospital and die, hopefully. <laughs> like most things, it's difficult to have 100% of anything. You're right? never going to get 100%. Exactly, exactly. And it depends on your physical health, too. So, um, what do we know about Aquarius? They love to work in groups. They love electronics. So the robots are coming. Flying taxis will be here soon. <laughs> Can we still terrifying. have magazines, please? Oh, 
I love magazines. They, are, they will remain, right? If they have to come back. Well, see, in America, they're dying left and right. Well, people should invest a little bit more as well because it's difficult to find even a place to go and buy them. McNally down in the Lower East Side mm. has all over the world. But at one point, I got 37 magazines a month. I love magazines. I love to. I'm still... You still write for that, actually. Yeah, but see, over in Europe, everything's better. Yeah. You know what's happening here? When you buy a fashion magazine, guess what? You want fashion. <laughs> but the fashion magazines seem embarrassed that they're only talking about fashion. Just like Playboy was embarrassed that he had all these nude girls. Oh, we're a cultural magazine. We talk about wine and theater. You don't have to be embarrassed about it. That's, Just that's a very good point. Because, be you know, what you are. Show beautiful things. Sometimes that's what we need to see, right? I mean... Now, I know the magazines couldn't send a crew out. There were too many problems. They could have hired illustrators. I love illustration. Did I send you my calendar? Yes. Oh, good. Yes, you did. We're working on the next yeah. one now. So... And you have the app as well. You know... It, I'm coming out with a second app. Really? A different one that will not, it's separate. It's coming out soon, it's sometime called, this year? Oh, it's finished. Oh, fantastic. You know what's holding it up? Mm. The Apple and Google Play Store description. I have to write it. <laughs> I wish I could form this out, but I have to write it. Yeah, yeah. The app that I'm coming out with is called Moonlight. Mm. And it has to do when the moon goes void, of course. This sounds terrifying, just like grand mutation sounds bad. Really what it means is, the moon is the fastest moving body. And every month she greets the different planets. She might do a conjunction or a square or a triangle, but as long as she's communicating, that's good. Even a bad aspect of the moon is considered good. Because at least she's engaged yeah, in yeah, yeah. moving things along. But after she's met all of them, she sleeps. She goes into her boudoir and we can't disturb her. So when does the moon go out of void? The minute she goes into another sign and starts the process all over again. Now, she may go void for 10 minutes or she may do it when you're sleeping or it could be the whole day. And every day is different. And there's been very few ways you could find out easily and it took me three years to find the right team. It's the same team I used for my app that I updated in August of 2020. I used them. And my artist was just drawing a moon. I'm like, no, no, Isaac. She has to have eyelashes and little rosebud mouth. <laughs> she has to be darling little moon. Nobody wants to look at a picture of NASA's moon. We've seen that We've already. Seen that. <laughs> <laughs> and I have to make this sweet and easy for people. There are many things I can't do. For example, I don't know how to drive. Many things I don't know how to do. But I do know how to make difficult subjects simple. And that's why Steve Jobs is my hero because he said anything can be made simple. And I always hear his voice in my head. It can be made simple, Susan. It can be made simple. Try harder. And so I worked hard on this and I made her very human, like somebody you would want to know. And I also talk about, you know, like today the moon is in Sagittarius, the sign of international. What can you do with the moon in Sagittarius. She stays in a sign two and a half days. So I tell you, here's some ideas of good things you could do on this day. And uh, those are evergreen. It will never change. You know, cancer is always good to see family or take your mom to lunch or try a new recipe or start decorating your home or something like that. Or play with your children, give them more time. You know, it's evergreen. But the moon void, of course, we have till 2050. You never have to buy another app and you'll have it in your pocket always. I look forward to seeing that. So that's, it'll come out in about a month. Yeah, we have to get Apple and Google approval, but we always do. Because yes. 
I have a good team working with me. I was approved as an Apple developer this year. See, you're very taxes. You have no idea how hard that is. <laughs> Apple asks you so many questions. Yeah. <laughs> but they um, finally approved me. And you have to be a corporation, which I am. It's amazing. And I never went for venture capital with other people. I'm 100% owned myself. You know, I love making things. Well, my mother said, with Aquarius on the midheaven, you should always go for the latest, the greatest, the newest, because that is your destiny point. For everyone, it's different. She said, even if you're afraid of it, go for it. You'll find people to explain it. You know what I'm getting involved in now is NFTs. I have an agent in Beijing, Weedy, who I love, and we're launching that with Ho, who's a fabulous painter. When I was over there, you know, when you, when you go to China, for business it's almost like germany and i'm half german <laughs> at 904 you will meet us in lobby car will take 27 minutes to get to venue you will spend 53 minutes there and then hurry out the door we'll get coats and every minute is perfectly timed and you say oh lord but yet very productive so we had you know i had the itinerary I was there two weeks, and there was a space. And I said to Weedy, what's happening now? Now we go to art gallery, meet Ho. I'm like, okay, <laughs> right now, yes, we must be back at 4.03. I'm like, okay, <laughs> we will be, I guess. You know, And they have a lot of traffic in Beijing, just yeah. like we do here in New York. I fell in love with his work, and he fell in love with the planets that I was telling him about. And he was inspired to do paintings. He does big murals. He's in Dubai, he's in London, he's everywhere. And he's young, he's about 29 years old. One of them, Weedy said, I'm sending you his vision of American goddess. Now remember, he's Chinese. I said, who's the American goddess? He sends me an interpretation of the Statue of Liberty. And she has a beautiful diamond earring, glittering. And I thought, isn't that nice that a Chinese person would say that about us? It can do more for diplomacy and getting closer than all the men talking with attaché cases. I love how international you are. Oh, I love it too. I have Venus in the House of International. Mm. And I never thought it would be like this. It's really great. Well, I used to write for Vogue Germany, Vogue Japan. Well, I do write for Vogue Japan. Vogue Germany and Vogue Greece. Okay. So I'm going to do NFTs in America, too. Mm -hmm. And I want to sell to men and women. And I started to look at popular NFTs. Mm -hmm. And I was horrified that they weren't beautiful. And uh, we're in development now, but I want them to be different for men and women because they have different aesthetics and um, it has to be tied to astrology somehow, but not in a trite way of wheels or constellations. Or... You've seen all that. I want to interpret it differently. And we're going to do a brainstorming session. This is an American group that I'm very excited about. He's been in the NFT market. He knows it well. It is speculative, but yet they're taking off like a rocket. And all the fashion people, Prada, Gucci, Chanel, all of them are in this market. And I am read by fashion people. Very much so. Fashion and high tech and media seems to be the three dominant industries. So I want to learn about it. When I first heard about it, I said, wait a minute, you're buying a painting that you can't touch. I said, that's right, it's in the blockchain. <laughs> and if you lose the formula, you're in trouble. <laughs> you, well, I have a safe deposit box at the bank, so that's where it's gonna go. But, um, you know, it's just fun to try new things. That's beautiful. And you can always find someone to teach you. Thank you very much, Susan. A pleasure meeting you in person. Do check her work on astrologyzone.com. And here is a message from Susan for Sunday, a day after the stack airs. 
Dig deep when you research any subject today. You will find the answers you seek. The day also favors shopping for vintage and antique treasures. That's a great tip. Well, that's it for this week's show. My thanks as ever to our editor, Nora Hall. If you have any comments or queries, feel free to email me at fp at monaco.com. And remember, we're back next Saturday at the same time. Meanwhile, we can always listen to it again at monaco.com or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Before we go, a little song for you. It's by Limpehatrice, Ma Starlight. You've been listening to The Stack. I'm Fernando Augusto Pacheco. Until next time, it's goodbye from me. Stop.